6 4 2019. I'm Justin Boyd. And I'm Grant Grissom. I actually got to say it that time. Yeah, come on. <laughs> We've gone through about three takes of Grant being in the middle of his popcorn. It's so delicious, dude. Stop. Oh my god. You have butter salt in it. Yes. You should not. Butter is salt so is, good. is not a combination it's that so needs healthy, to be made. It's so good. Are you comfortable dying at 30, Grant? Yeah. You Obviously, are? yeah. Do you accept this? The world's probably going to die when I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Hopefully, outlive the earth. All right, so um, people actually watched the last podcast. That was pretty dope. So, so. we're back. <laughs> That's the only reason we're back. <laughs> um, all right, well, we talked. We dug this pool for ourselves. Yeah, so now we're stuck here. You know, if people watch this one, maybe there'll be another one. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh. So yes, thank you to people who actually listened to this, you know, at least five minutes of it. Especially that one Apple uh, yeah, Apple like podcast. The one or two people that watched on Apple Podcasts and yeah. Spotify. The real cheese out there. And, and every, our, everyone that watched on Anchor was me and you. So um, And apparently we live in Chile. So Yes, yes. 100% of our viewers are from Chile, according yeah, to Anchor you. says people live in Chile. That was Anchor yours. Analytics. Santiago, to be specific. So that's exciting. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our if, if you are from Santiago, um, hello. We'll have you on the podcast. If you yeah. fly out to America, we'll totally just like have you on the send podcast. Us, send, email Grant some like knife, like note knife on my door, and I'll totally let you. Yeah, know. exactly. We'll like we will. Oh gosh, this chair is horrible. We will. Uh, we'll we'll dap you up. <laughs> we will you up with no, it's such like a grandma. Like, we'll, we shall dap you up. We shall dap you up, my boys. <laughs> Anyways, okay. um, have we talked about the setup yet? No, we have not. We have not talked about the setup yet. We have a new setup. We're not yeah. lying on the floor crying in our underwear. Whoa! <laughs> that last part was not true. Um, there we have some soundproofing that is uh, it consists of a blanket and a mattress on choice doors and windows. <laughs> it's a little effective. I think it's... I think it's what it's satisfactory. I don't know if it's blocking the sound. It's a, it's a wait. What's the what's the one right above uh, needs improvement in UIL rankings? UI good. Good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Only half of our viewers are gonna get that joke, but it's fine. It's fine. So yeah, the mattress. I don't know if it's blocking out the sound. It is blocking out the sunlight. <laughs> no. We're in a cave. Yeah, but you know, it's like I think that's the atmosphere. I feel like I'm in Terminator when like all the people. When like Have you seen Terminator? Yeah, I've seen Terminator. Oh, okay. Who hasn't seen Terminator? Probably what's, a lot of people. What's the dude's name? Like John Connor? Or like no? Yeah, wait, you got it. Wait, Reese? No, the guy that goes back, and he's like, humans had to live like rats. Reese, and then it goes like them in like the tunnels. Oh, yeah, like, the dogs and, and the Terminators they get, like, are like slaughtered. Yeah. yeah, great movie. Uh, <laughs> a terrible movie. I liked it, but dude, oh, you cannot say that. <laughs> uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't really remember what happened to it. Anyways. It was a good movie. New setup. Mike isn't hanging from the roof. That's shall always we, Shall we get into the news? Sure. I'm going to figure out what your password is. Nice. Yeah, we're, we're using each other's Chromebooks because of technical errors. Because your computer like just is a mute. Yeah, my, my computer is not really <laughs> sad. Anyways, Mount Everest. Um, I assume that like people know kind of about what's going on with Mount Everest. It's on Snapchat sometimes. Yeah. So basically, Mount Everest, uh, lots of people are dying. Uh, month of May. Are we? Re- no, we're recording this in June, actually. We're posting this and recording this in June. Oh, yeah. Peace. Yeah. We're recording from this the, early. From the, by the way, <laughs> no, this is not a live podcast in case you weren't aware of that. <laughs> you they played it, we're like, oh, shoot, someone's about to play it. I got to do a live recording of yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll be here right at 12. Um... <laughs> But basically, uh, in the month of May, there were 11 confirmed deaths on Mount Everest. 
um, confirmed. So it was at least 11. Could be more. Could be random dudes falling off cliffs that no one cared to document. I thought you had the wrong tone for talking about this news story. Hey, man, I didn't know any of them, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so three of them were American deaths. It's, uh, it's not a good situation. So um, a lot of what's being blamed for this, the main two things that are being blamed for this, um, people dying so much on Mount Everest this month in comparison to, you know, all the other months of the other years that have existed before this one, uh, are inexperience and overcrowding. So obviously, like, inexperienced climbers... That's kind of what that is, like the whole experience. It's kind of, it, that, I like, think this can all be wrapped under how Mountain Everest is like less become it's become less of like a dangerous feat, and now it's become a tourist attraction. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's more of just like a vacation spot, like check it off the bucket list, than like I'm going to climb Mount Everest, and it's be like, like one some of the only like people. insane physical task right. or something. And which is which you know. Well, I mean, it's cool that like it's so easy to get like a permit to climb Mount Everest because literally like anyone like if you have enough money you can get a permit to hmm. climb Mount Everest even if you have zero mountaineering experience at this Ooh. point in time which is a uh, an issue that is a problem yeah um so and that is one of the issues because there are so many people that are just like paying enough to go and one of the big things because obviously there are so kind of how Mount Everest works is there isn't like one like like um guide like there wasn't like one business that does all of like the uh the, the tours up mount everest okay there's like a lot of competing businesses so yeah and there's in the market there's been like an influx of like like cheaper businesses that um so some of like the higher like the older ones the older businesses that have been around for a while and have been right. taking people up everest for a long time um they're typically like more expensive and they typically have like for their business they typically have like higher standards on who they'll take and who they won't. So inherently it's safer. Yeah. Inherently it's safer. So I know I was reading an article and one of the, um, one of the like owners of one of these businesses that's kind of, you know, they, they take more into account and they're more strict on who they let climb. Um, he said that, you know, they'll turn someone down for having like not enough mountaineering experience in their opinion or not good enough health, but those people can then just go to, other businesses, typically newer businesses, they're a lot cheaper and are more concerned with making a buck than, you know, people's safety. lives. Yeah, people's lives. And they'll still get permits either way. So it's kind of a big deal. And because it's so easy, there are a ton of people on the mountain. So this is creating like, I mean, I, I've seen pictures on the news of like, like the, the lines, the long lines yeah. on the, um, on the route up to Everest. And that's, that's like a big issue. Because um, Everest is like, <laughs> there's not a lot of oxygen it's, up it's there. It's a big high. <laughs> it is incredibly tall. And this is forcing people to stay in like areas that have very little oxygen for like extended periods of time. Right. And like, I know one of the causes of death or at least like, you know, issues, like problems with that is running out of oxygen, like in their tanks. Because they've just been sitting up there for so long oh, okay. that they run out of oxygen and then they can't breathe. And that causes right. inherent issues with the human body. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. So, yeah, it's just... And then also being up there for so long like increases your chances of getting hypothermia and like mm -hmm. altitude sickness and that kind of thing. And boredom. And boredom. <laughs> just die of boredom. Just right. die of boredom. And then also the dead people on the path are an issue. 
Yeah, I've heard like stories to... of people like stepping over them yeah. and like being traumatized. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then also they're just like another obstacle. Is that what they are to you? Just, just another obstacle? No, no. They're, they're, well, they form more obstacles, that you, especially if someone dies at like some tight spot. Like, that is not something that everyone has to go over and see. Mm-hmm. One, which is like, that's traumatic. Oh, yeah. To know that like someone that did what you're doing is it's dead. dead. <laughs> and it's not just like knowing it, it's like seeing it. Mm-hmm. But then also you have to like go through the process of getting over them. Right. Which, you know, like, has inherited issues. Um, Jangbu, his last name is Sherpa because the Sherpas don't really have last names in the typical Western sense. Uh, <laughs> he's quoted as saying about um, some of the people that are coming kind of for Everest as like a tourist destination. Um, they don't train very hard and they underestimate Everest. There are lots of climbers who just want to check the box so they can say they've been to the top of the world. And he's been working on Everest since 2006. And I think that's kind of like that's kind of where we're going with this, I guess, is like, it's it's just a tourist attraction now. It's, it's like, kind of like the whole world's sense of just making things less dangerous in, in the sense of giving the people the opportunity to do something yeah. that was once instantly dangerous. Exactly. So this whole this whole thing, this like, unfortunately, it's like it had to be brought to light by like deaths of people. Right, yeah. But now that it's kind of in like the Nepalese government's um, Nepali. Nepalese? Nepali? I forgot. I think it's Nepali. Uh, I think it's Nepali. Government of Nepal. <laughs> there you go. It's kind of in their eyes now to um, make more like stricter laws mm-hmm. just for people's safety and everything. Right, yeah. You got. You have to at that point. Yeah, because if this is happening, like, you gotta fix it. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do something. Simple. Gotta fix gotta it. Gotta fix it. So we'll see what they do with that. I know there's like lots of lots of people have different ideas on how to fix it. Like, mm-hmm. um, let me see. Ah, I know there was there was one guy when I was reading in my research, and he said that because um, Nepal is incredibly poor, it's one of the poorest countries in the world. Oh, really? And like their main money maker is Everest. <laughs> like that's how they that's how Nepal makes their money huh. is people paying ridiculous amounts of money to climb Everest, even though it's cheaper than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously shown by how many people are doing it. Exactly. But I know there was one suggestion, and it, it, it just depends on how to go through it on, that um, to be able to climb Everest, you have to have climbed another 8,000 plus foot summit before, just hmm. so you have that experience. And that could also bring more revenue to Nepal because they have other mountains. That are less than... That, aren't, are that, are, that, are, that are obviously less than Everest, because right. Everest is the tallest. But they have other mountains that are 8,000 plus... And if people want to, you know, because the entire mountain range, right, isn't the yeah, same. The Himalayas, Himalayas, yeah, they're all yep. super high, but Everest is like the peak. But that that could kind of be a way if people want to go to Everest, they might go to Nepal's other mountains and climb those mm-hmm. first to get their requirement and then get more money. But that's just a hypothetical. That's just like a suggestion. So we'll see what they end up doing. That'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see kind of where they go with this. Um. I have the next topic too. Don't Back in home territory. Back in home territory. <laughs> SpaceX. Elon Musk. The uh, the Tony Stark of the, everything uh, of the Earth universe. <laughs> right. um, uh, SpaceX has launched um, sixty Starlink internet satellites into low Earth orbit off of a single Falcon Nine rocket. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So this is kind of part of SpaceX's whole plan to kind of bring the internet to places where they don't have, you know, the infrastructure in place to support internet. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, sub-Saharan Africa 
other places like dense jungles, like the Amazon. Right. And this whole satellite grid that they're wanting to build, they're calling it a satellite constellation because of like how many satellites there'll be in this. <laughs> um, just kind of to bring internet to a bunch of people that have never been able to have it before. So, um, kind of, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of details here, you know? Um, so the 60 that were launched, the 60 Starlink satellites that were launched have all 60 of them, because this was all really new technology. Like, obviously none of it's ever been sent into space before. Right. It's untested. So I know that Musk was saying like, you know, there is a chance that some of these won't work and there's a very slim chance that none of them will work at all and we'll have to rethink this. So we're prepared to like deorbit them. You know, space junk isn't good. isn't good. Contingency plans. Yeah, so they were ready for that. But all 60 of them have deployed their solar panels, solar arrays, and most of them have reached their like target altitude and have made contact with Earth via like broadband. Mm, yep. um, so that's good. That's a good time for that SpaceX. Is time, yeah. This is working. So kind of SpaceX has um, permits to launch up to 12,000 of these Starlink satellites from, into, from the government into orbit yes okay um so obviously 60 is a far cry from twelve thousand. <laughs> right yeah but, but it there is the possibility that they will get up to that and they also have a permit to launch them in low earth orbit instead of so originally the plan was to launch them at um approximately 1135 kilometers mm-hmm. above um sea level which is like you know higher in earth orbit but Musk was able to like well SpaceX. I, I assume that Musk doesn't do absolutely everything in SpaceX. He, <laughs> he has, might. I mean, he has employees probably. Pro- probably. <laughs> probably. Jarvis. Um, <laughs> and he has a permit to get them down to like five, 400, 500 kilometers. Mm-hmm. So that way they're in lower Earth orbit. So um, there's there's a couple advantages to this. Um, first of all, it gives them less like service lag. Like there's less lag less in the internet now. because everything's closer and travels less distance and also the satellites will be naturally pulled down pulled down within about five years of being launched oh really eventually yeah they'll eventually lose enough altitude as they go that they'll be sucked back into earth's like atmosphere and they'll burn up on re-entry burn up okay good (laughs) just like a mini meteor shower (laughs) oh god oh gosh that sounds like that would be like a violation of the Geneva Convention. Launching <laughs> <laughs> internet satellites at your competitors. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's good because then even if they like lose contact with a satellite and they can't like manually deorbit it, then it'll still get pulled down eventually and that's good because it's not contributing to space junk, especially with how many of these they want to launch. Yeah. Like we don't want all of that floating around space forever and ever. Even though space isn't Space infinite? Isn't that the running theory? Well, yeah, space is infinite, but in orbit around Earth, we only have so much space. Then we just launch it into space. Yeah, but <laughs> if there's like if there's like a like a layer of like dead Starlink satellites like floating around Earth, you can't like get out of Earth. <laughs> That's a good point. It's kind of like a planetary shield. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how just the world in general utilizes space. Yeah, as the future continues, because like yeah. you know, it's. The final frontier, I guess, yeah. right? So yeah, exactly. everyone's kind of figuring out, like, what can we do with this? Yeah, exactly. Where's the oil? Right now. <laughs> right now, most of our, like, not, not like, plans for space, because obviously there are plans to go to Mars, there's plans to go back to the moon, yeah. that kind of thing. And everyone dreams about going to other solar systems and stuff, which are still dreams at the moment. Right. Um, but most of the actual, like, applied use of space right now is just to help Earth, because mm-hmm. it's mainly just satellites. Those are like are really only like currently being applied, 
usage of space and besides exploration because we have a couple rockets yeah because we, we haven't we haven't done like any exploration since we haven't landed on another like extraterrestrial body since the moon missions oh god no one has <laughs> so, but bezos isn't that the thing bezos is trying to do with his weird like massive yeah. thing yeah mm -hmm. so we'll see if we'll see we'll, we'll probably have some more rockets going up to extraterrestrial bodies soon but right musk now it's bored yeah musk gets bored <laughs> But right now we're focusing on that. So Musk's plan, so these these like preliminary satellites, they aren't really like equipped to like do the whole, you know, internet thing on their own. Mm -hmm. Because um, so basically they need like 800 satellites in space before they can get it like kind of just like going at like an acceptable like rate and level oh, the wow. internet kind of service. Um, and then they need 1,000 for it to be like economically profitable for SpaceX. So they probably won't start selling like, you know, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how they like sell their internet service as well, because it, it's not gonna be a free thing. Like yeah. you're gonna have to like purchase it. So it might be like a monthly subscription, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully it's like a one-time thing, but it probably will be a monthly subscription. And when you say profitable, do you mean like, like SpaceX profitable? Like profitable for SpaceX. Okay, yeah, I was like, like just like by the penny. Yeah, so like millions of dollars. Like yeah, SpaceX. Yeah. Like that's Musk's. when they can start making money, and also it'll just be like you know more efficient with more satellites. So these okay. first sixty satellites, they don't have uh, the first sixty satellites have basically enough technology to get into orbit, um, get to where they need to be, and contact Earth and be like, "Yo, it worked." We're in space. <laughs> We're in space, and then later iterations will bring up like. Um, like connections between the satellites and stuff. And they'll start really fleshing out the whole constellation idea. So I think, yes. So depending on how this whole, these first 60 go in this launch, um, that'll determine how many more launches they'll do this year. But they plan to do either like two to six launches, more launches this year, depending on how this goes. And two six launches of like sixty satellites or like um, it might be sixty, it might be more. Just okay. two two to six rocket loads, depending on how much. <laughs> and right. the, this this launch is the heaviest that a Falcon Nine has ever like taken up into space. Huh. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool, you know. Like it's bringing a lot of opportunities to people in like like less developed countries. This could really bring them like a boost, like access to the internet. Yeah. That, yeah. It's good, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see, but I think if, the people that want internet kind of have it now. That's true. That's true. And so I feel like providing internet for people that don't even really need it is kind of a waste. Like I do think yeah. you know the SpaceX will have like a, it's gonna be seen as the prestigious, uh, yeah. you know, internet network, and then like you know Verizon will kind of move down and be like, oh. Okay. <laughs> Verizon, what a joke. It'll be interesting Verizon to see doesn't it. even own its internet anymore, Grant. They sold that to Frontier. No, that's us. That's our this is our sector. Oh, I thought Verizon sold like all of Did their they, stuff. Yeah. I don't think Verizon so. Verizon sold all of their stuff except for um cellular. Okay, yeah, I was about to say my phone is yeah. cellular. Okay. Hmm. So yeah, that's yeah, that's a thing. You can't slam Verizon anymore. That's upsetting. All right. <laughs> well, I like I want Verizon back. I want to slam them back. <laughs> Anyways, so that's kind of SpaceX. We'll see how their internet goes. I think Musk is saying they might start selling memberships late this year, early next year. That's his plan. So we'll see how that goes if they have enough up there by that time. But yeah. They'll have to start cranking them out if they want to get memberships sold. 
by late this year or right. next year. But yeah. So, you know. You want to move on to the topic? <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay, so we're now moving Awkward on to the, to the headlining act, I could, I guess you could say, of the second episode. Measles outbreak! Cool. Measles outbreak! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got the bottle walked in. She asked if I needed a, 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 my pedicure. <laughs> scheduling it tomorrow. No. Okay, measles, measles outbreak, third time. So this has been kind of ravaging the United States recently. Yes, ravaging is a loose term, but <laughs> comparatively to what it has been doing. Here's, here's the specifics. Uh, we've got a area in Rockland County, New York, is posing a particularly public health threat. There have been 550 confirmed cases in New York. In New York? Yes. Not that is like more than like America in certain years. Like 2016, I think we hit an all-time low of like 55. Jeez, that's like 10 times more. That is exactly 10 times more. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Jesus Christ, New York. Guess that? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. We're fine. (laughs) Just making sure. Um... So, officials are saying this whole measles outbreak is caused by the kind of the vaccine scare that has become very prominent in late 2018, early 2019. Kind of argument. And the, which is interesting, is the main, like, articles that anti-vax um, opinionists, is that a word? Opinionists? We just made it one. Dope, all right. But anti-vax uh, proponents. Supporters. Supporters, yes. Yeah, they, um, that was a good word. They're citing... Like studies and scientific research papers that have been like did you just dis- scientific? Yes, I'm inventing like I've invented three words. Dude, in this we're like, like a Shakespeare. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know Shakespeare just smoked crack and was like, oh, very loquacious of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um. So people, so officials are like trying to convince the public that vaccines, in no way, shape, or form, are having these effects that anti-vax you know supporters are saying they do like the whole mercury argument how the measles measles vaccines had mercury even though they never did and still don't they actually not yeah oh they never did oh (laughs) but i I think the story is they had something that kind of looked like mercury and even then the government was like all right fine we'll take it out and they took it out that's that's odd yeah it is really weird that's kind of just like a classic example of just like misinformed public. Here's a, here's a specific on the uh, flawed study for the MR, MMR vaccine causing autism. That I think that's another word for the rubella vaccine. Yeah, it is. He, the, the person who, who did it, uh, the study by Andrew Wakefield, had several ethics breaches, including failure to disclose financial compensation from a lawyer representing families claiming MMR cause their children autism, failure to disclose financial interests in patients for MMR alternatives. So basically, it was economically backed. Oh, I see. Yeah, so okay. there, there was like an underlying like motive. It wasn't just for okay. scientific research. Is They had economic... Again. I know, I like saying that <laughs> word. And here's another one. Failure to include data which contradicted his conclusions. Just That's, straight up left it out. Yeah, like... That is only, horrible. Only bringing the facts that support your side. Hmm, I guess you can kind of see it as a whole, like, people need to become more educated in our world today, and I was talking about my mom about this, how people are starting to rely a lot more on social media for the news outlet. 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 Yes. And, like, journalists. Yeah. You know. Which is, you know. Reputable sources. Horrible. But. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's kind of what we're doing, right? Yeah, I know. Kind of. of, trying to. We kind of want to be that extra. Shit back at, you know, the social media. Like, don't go to Facebook for your vaccine information. Come to us. Come to us. You know, two 16-year-old guys. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) 
it's just, it's so crazy how quickly this like gained movement. It was almost overnight. Just yeah, how the anti-vaccine kind of just like, popped up one day, right? Which is very interesting. I think because people say this is an argument, but it's not really. <laughs> no, like all all of the facts that are properly cited and have proper like you know scientific process for their studies and that kind of thing all contradict the idea that vaccinations have greater consequences than benefits. benefits. Which is really sad because you is. know people are dying. Yeah, We've gotten, people are dying. Yeah, what's the here? Let me see if I can find the do the death toll. Well, obviously people are getting sick. Yes, obviously, obviously people are getting Beasles sick. Like, Nine hundred and seventy-one known cases in the United States total. Good and that's for this year. That's for this year. For five like, months. Five months. Yes. Good grief. That's like that's that's upsetting though. That, that is like crazy. Jeez. I mean, uh, that is a lot. Like, yeah, that's insane. It's the most we've seen in a very long time. I think this is, is this the highest year on record. Oh yeah, it is. Okay, I think so. Because uh, I know the that's we, crazy. We beat like, out 1992, which was the second was was, was, like the, was last the highest year. Yeah. Okay. That like we're living in like a developed country. Like this, we're like this shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, I know right? we're like tech. Like, I guess we're. I don't know if we're like. I don't know if America's still like you know on top of like industry or whatever because of China, but we're still like an, like one of the most- We're a global power. Yeah, we like, are a global power. Like we're one of the most technologically developed countries in the world and we are experiencing an all time high for- a, a preventable disease. A preventable disease. Yeah. And that kind of brings into the whole like freedom of speech and like freedom of choice and whatnot. Yeah. But the problem with vaccines is it's not just affecting you. Exactly, because if like, if like a mother decides Based on whatever research she's seen, whether whether if if it is accurate or not. or not, if she decides I'm not going to vaccinate my child, and sends that child to school, mm-hmm. that's suddenly like a risk for the rest of the children there. Because your child could be breeding like some super bug that becomes immune to all your vaccine children. Exactly, and because it puts your child at risk. Yeah, um, and it puts other children at risk because the whole reason vaccines work is because you get like a substantial amount of the population with yeah. them and then you know that like overall stops the disease from you know posing such a big threat and now that we have larger populations of people not vaccinating yeah, the virus is thriving exactly it's throwing away like a lot of the work that people have worked for for so long with their vaccines right. like yeah. Luckily, so, our school systems are pretty good about like saying you have to have certain vaccinations. Yes, because obviously schools do require certain vaccines. But even then, like if your child is just existing in our world and not having vaccine vaccinated for like horrible diseases uh-huh. like measles, yeah, and that's that's just like a catalyst. very problematic. Yeah, yeah. they can just like give it an opportunity to spread to more people. So yeah, that was. I think that's all we really have to say about measles and like vaccinations. What's the time limit right now? Uh, we are at twenty seven minutes. We have three minutes. Okay. We, have, we have three minutes. Just like last, just like last clip. Right. Yeah. Just closing we uh, about statements. Like, yeah. Um. Uh. Again, we'd like to say thank you for yes. all of our listeners People out there. Listen to it. That Which that's like surprising. super. Yeah. yeah it's, like it's cool. It's really cool. Well, yeah. yeah to have that. created something and have people. Be interested in it. Yeah. And hopefully it's, hopefully we have repeat listeners and it's not just exactly. like a one-time thing. Because no one watches this, we're not making another one. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our threat. Yeah. <laughs> if you like it, you better tell your friends. Yes. Yeah. If you get, don't... Get publicity out there. Then we'll probably still make one. Right. Just for we fun. also might not. Because it's kind of fun. This is kind of fun. Just yeah. like talking, you know, with a microphone recording our every word. 
Right. So and I think we have plans for a Thursday episode. Should yes. We yes. That? We might. We if we have extra time, we weeks, might just do like a like a Thursday pub, like just opinion, just like just like the opposite of this. Yeah. Basically. Just kind of us being. High school students opinionated and saying dumb things, and not even and not talking about such serious topics yeah. like you not know. like legally incriminating dumb things. Things just like you know, I didn't think Avengers Endgame was that great. We can't say that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, it's fine. Anyways, so maybe join so us back on Thursday. To Thursday for if that, that one. If that exists or not, you know, you never know. That'd be a surprise. We'll like we'll surprise you on Thursday whether or not you'll be sitting there like. Thing on a post, and then we don't because we ran out of time. <laughs> and then they stop listening, and then yeah. lose all of our listeners. But anyways, thank you so much for watching. Yeah, well, uh, well uh, do we have a closing thing that we say? Oh, uh, I'm Justin Boyd, <laughs> and I'm Greg Grissom, <laughs> and um, signing off. That's what we said last week. <laughs>